Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. Hey, everyone, and welcome back for to the audit podcast. Today, we have Kyle Keeter on the show. He is the chief audit executive at BigBear.ai, where... They deliver AI-powered analytics and cyber engineering solutions to support mission-critical operations and decision-making in complex real-world environments. For those that get the Audit Podcast newsletter, you know that we'll always put a link to the guest's LinkedIn profile for you to follow them. Kyle is one that I'm going to highly recommend. We, We put it in the show notes also, but highly recommend following Kyle. He's had this goal to uh, deliver uh, valuable content basically for internal audit this year. Uh, That's how we came across him on the show. And so he's been doing that on LinkedIn. He also has a blog um, that is internal audit focused. Some of the things that he's documenting uh, for everyone is like his adventure (laughs) almost into getting his CISA. Um, And so there's a lot of good content like that out there also. So I highly recommend checking both of those out. So that's Kyle Keeter, K-I-I-D-E-R.com. That's where you can find his blog. Kyle's background is in internal audit, but then he also left us uh, for uh, about three years and took over a financial manager position. And so he tells that story a little bit and what it's like being on the other side of the audit world and being the one that's audited and being the one that gets recommendations given um, and things along those those lines. And so the stories that he tell that the stories that he tells from that experience are, um, I think, pretty profound for those, especially maybe that are new to internal audit and might not realize how much additional work we might be putting on um, the auditees or clients or however you refer to them. So um, that's that's how we kick the show off. I thought that was a fantastic answer. Um, Kyle's also building out the internal audit department at BigBear.ai. And so we talk about how would you build your department how are you building your department and then given kyle's experience in consulting i was curious what gap he would fill within the internal audit profession if he started his own consulting company and absolutely loved his answer there and then lastly we talk about the audit committee we ask for a peek behind the curtain of the audit committee and so kyle really is for i'd say aspiring caes caes that are moving into new positions or existing ones i think those last couple of questions that we talk about like i said on the show are really going to make a difference in someone's career so stick around towards the end for sure and here we go so i know cal you have you're not just straight up internal audit your experience is significantly more broad than that um what have you learned from that broader experience that's not internal audit related yeah it's a good question a lot uh there's been there's been quite a few out there um just having that different perspective in other areas of the business outside of just being an internal auditor super helpful um i would say some things for sure Performing controls on the other side of the table, not just looking at them, but being the folks who perform them, it can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. You don't realize it 
from auditing exactly how long some of these tasks can take people, especially when they have their other activities yeah. uh, to do on a normal day-to-day -day basis that have nothing to do with controls, right? So you get a better appreciation for what people are up against. And that's, that's definitely helped me in internal audits relate to people um, and, and get a more personal experience with them. But um, also, People are, people are funny, man. Like we used to be on these audits and in my previous life, we had a uh, senior VP um, at one of my companies and super helpful. She was like internal audits, best friend. Um, she was always our biggest cheerleader and supporter and always, you know, did what, whatever we had hoped she would do. Yeah. And then it's funny, I flipped at that company. I became an accounting manager of finance FP&A role. Um, so I was working directly with this person quite often and it's, completely different tone. It's, oh, oh, where should we put those expenses? Should we put those in P2 or P3? I'm like, yeah. Well, it's like, what kind of question is that? Um, so it's just funny seeing it from the different perspectives. And it's all small stuff at the end of the day, but um, you do and you do get a different perspective on it than just, hey, let's execute these controls. Let's just, you know, what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's been fun. So probably uh, empathy overall would be the biggest takeaway, like knowing like you were talking about how long the control can take, or I know for me, when I would see like a, a, some, some kind of insignificant, almost issue that was written up and then the control, you know, the recommendation and all that. Um, and to go, man, if I was on the other side of that and I saw that report and I was like, you, you really like, this is what you expect me to do. And this is the result of that. Was there, was there any of that that you took away also? You oh, know, that perception sure. of internal mm -hmm. audit almost. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the perception of internal audit is always top of the list. Whenever you go into a new audit shop or you even started a new company, you need to understand what that perception is because that impacts like right when you walk in a room, like how do people look at, at your, your shop, right? And some of that is, is good points because, you know, it's funny. I was just having a car inspection. I live in Virginia and we have to do car inspections annually. Mm -hmm. So I, was, I just had one done and there's this little tiny bit of rust underneath the car. And the guy came out and was like, hey, no, I could write you up for this, but you know, look, it's it's nothing. Just get it fixed. Here, I'll approve it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, it reminds me of some audits, right? Where you are going through things. Maybe you've tested 25 reconciliations and one of them doesn't have a date on it, but you're like, hey, no, just, just put a date on yeah. it. I got she's not yeah. the end of the world. Yeah. So it's stuff like that where you can kind of relate to people. They got a billion things going on. Uh, maybe they were going through and, and checking reconciliations and forgot that someone popped in their room, popped in the office when they were supposed to be dating yeah. Iraq or something silly like that. So for sure. I mean, empathy is a big piece of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, that, that's probably going to serve folks better long-term than going, oh, well, you didn't put the date on this thing. All right, we're going to write you up and this is what you need to do next time. And everybody's going to see it. And so um, big fan of that perspective. Well, you mentioned coming into an audit department building an audit department. I know that's what you're in the process of now. How, how are you building the internal audit department where you're at? Yeah, it's fun. It's, uh, it's one of my dreams. So as, as funny as that sounds, right? You, I spent several years as a consultant and we worked with a number of different clients and you always come in like middle of the project or once something's already been built or once something's like really clean and you're just trying to optimize it just a little bit and in, in one spot but to actually build it from the ground up like you have a 
you're just now opening the Lego box and you get to that build it. Um, super cool. So that's what I'm doing right now. I went into a company as the only internal auditor. So we had no internal audit department. We had no risk management function, uh, no SOX function. We were very recently a public company. So it really was from the ground up and you know, it, your perspective changes a bit. So you get in there, right? And it's okay. Where are the fires? <laughs> like, what, what is on fire? What do I have to look at immediately? What do we have to start fixing? Um, and I did that by just talking to people. Mm -hmm. My biggest, my biggest goal, the first week I started was building up this internal audit department was just to meet everybody, get my name out there, start building out internal audits, authority and relationships, right? Um, relationships are so important when you go into a new environment like that, cause you need help. <laughs> you need people to work with you, especially when you have nobody on your team. So I met with like 20 to 25 different executive members, 15 minutes each, not long at all. Just enough to say, Hey, where are you from? What's your name? What do you do? Um, what are you worried about? <laughs> yeah. And coming from all of those, there's, there's a handful of things I wanted to make sure I'd focused on at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, after that or in parallel to that, you also want to start building out, you know, the structure of what is internal audit going to look like? You know, what is the internal audit charter going to look like? What are your resources probably going to look like? So that part of it's been fun. You also want to meet with the audit committee as soon as you can. Um, it's important to, to get aligned on what those expectations are so that you're not wasting time going down a different path than, um, than what they had envisioned. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's very much a roll up your sleeves type mentality. And we're not the largest company. We're about 150 mil in annual revenue. So you get in there and, um, it's definitely roll up your sleeves. You, there is that independence line that you're supposed to walk as an internal auditor, but you know, sometimes you have to step over a little bit if you want to provide advice here and there where you right. think it's, it makes sense. Um, and I like that. So, I mean, that's what I get. Doing the same thing every day for me is personally is kind of old. So coming into a new scenario and just building in how you want it is uh it's been great. Yeah. I like what you're talking about going around to meet all the various executives and hey, where are you from? What do you do? And I was just when you said that, I was picturing you like walking to the CEO's office and be like, Hey, what do you do? <laughs> like yeah. who are you? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, back I'm sure, well, I'm sure there's more playing than that. Back back in the day when we used to be in person and, and go in offices, now it's I mean, for me personally, right now it's all remote um, yeah. in the particular environment I am. And especially when I was in consulting for the past several years too, it's just all remote. Yeah. So it's just paying people or calling people up on the phone. But right. um, I I would go in the CEO's office. I'm not embarrassed. But, so you mentioned you were in consulting. If you were to start your own consulting firm today, what gap within internal audit would you fill? If I was going to start my own consulting firm, consulting internal audit departments, um, there's a few things I would probably start with soft skills. Okay. I would think, um, that's one of the things that has benefited me the most moving up in my career. Um, you, you gotta be there technically, but really building out the soft skills, the competence, the trust, the, um, the relationships with everybody in the company and the department and your, your co coworkers within the audit department, knowing how to build that out, super helpful. Um, and if you can, that, I mean, that's half the battle because you can't audit anything without the help from all of the stakeholders and process letters and control letters. It just doesn't work. So having that relationship, um, you get stuff faster. Like you, you get moved up to the head of what they'll take your phone calls. Right. Um, 
it's just, it's so much, it's so much easier. There's not as much pushback. They trust you when you, when you provide opinions and recommendations. Um, so just navigating some of that and, and some helpful tips and tricks to get to that point. Um, I think that would be fun, especially with some of the younger, um, auditors. I think that'd be really, really helpful for them. Um, you know, instead of walking in, into a room and, you know, you're, you're a little inexperienced, you don't know what you're doing as much, but you want to seem like you know what you're doing. Uh, and it, you can always tell when they do that. So it's, it's just probably soft skills. I would say is, is a gap that uh, some audit shops could need help with. But then also what I've noticed is, um, there's this big push on automation mm-hmm. and, and you, you hear automation, especially within the different business processes. So AP payroll, um, cash, what have you, but also with an internal audit, there's a lot of ways you can make your lives a bit easier whether it's automating emails or automating requests or, um, you know, building out automated workflows. And you can do all of this in the native Microsoft environment or whatever you work with. So coming in and I think helping them build out some automation to make their lives more efficient and easier would also be pretty helpful. Yeah. So speaking of automation, something we started to do uh, with the clients that we work with is when we're going through their controls listing or whatever, for example, we started to add in there like questions like, Hey, when you go talk to that person who's doing the reconciliation, ask how long it takes, understand it. You know, obviously when you reperform it, you're going to have to understand a little bit. And then you could look at it and go, look, this thing takes you what, three hours a week. Like you could probably spend six hours learning how to automate it, automate it, and then pretty much be done with it. And you just check it. And so we started to do that with automation in general as almost a, and analytics, but um, as a recommendation to management, like, Hey, you should consider automating this thing. And here's how to a degree, uh, that you could do it, et cetera. Um, so yeah, yeah that, it is huge. Yeah. That's where you add value. I mean, that's what they're looking for. You can come in and mitigate all the risk you want, but when you start adding value, when you start saving them time, that's when, you know, audit really, really gets, uh, it's recognition. Yeah. It's super fun too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's sure. super fun. You mentioned tips and tricks uh, a little bit ago and soft skills. And so I'm curious if you could pass any of those along relative to working with the audit committee. You know, when we talked off um, off camera, it was about the mystery around the audit committee and how real that is. Like there's just not a lot of content, I'll say, out there about how to navigate the audit committee, how to work with the audit committee. So can you kind of give a peek behind the curtain there and um, help the listeners understand that a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is really, so I've been in my current position for a year and a half almost. And this is the first time I've been direct, directly reporting to the audit committee. Yeah. I've done it a little bit as a consultant. Yeah. Um, and before that I was internal audit uh, manager, senior manager, and I never really reported to the audit committee. And it's funny you say that because it is a bit of a behind the curtain kind of feel, right? Because the CAE goes in there has these meetings and you don't always get a sense for what they're talking yeah. about. So that's a great question. And I think a lot of that responsibility falls on the CAEs to make that more transparent. I think it'd be super helpful. Um, you can't talk about everything that goes on in that room, but a good majority of it, you can. I mean, yeah. you talk about your audit plan, your budgeting, your resources, your um, your current results of your audits, what, what you want to do in the future. Like You can communicate all of that to your team and be as transparent as you need. And I think just that alone would be super helpful. <laughs> but um, so going into it, I think the biggest thing for me making sure that you and the audit committee members are on the same page 
same expect, you know, you know the expectations, you have the internal audit charter, you have the audit committee charter, you know what you guys are doing and you know what you're up against. So that way there's no surprises yeah. at that point. Makes it a lot easier. And then you go into the meeting and really, Trent, I mean, it's, it's exactly what you would probably imagine it would be like. It's just, you know, a handful of executive members. We're all here for the same goal and the same purpose. It's to make sure that we have our arms around risks the right way. We know what the risks are. We know what we're up against. We know what our appetite is and we know how, what, what we're doing to get there. And they need reassurance from me as a CAE that I'm doing the due diligence and monitoring and testing to confirm that we, Hey, look, we're still on the right path. We're still going down. Here's where the issues are. Um, and they trust me to, to, to do that the right way and appropriately. Um, so tips and tricks, make sure you're aligned. Make sure you know each other's expectations and then just be yourself. I mean, that's just, they're, they're no different than any of the other executives in your own business and the relationships you have with them really. So just carry that forward into the, the audit committee meetings and you'd be, you'll be fine. Yeah. And I think that it's important, like you said, for the CAEs to share what they can with the rest of the group, because somebody in that, on that team is going to be in that leadership position at some point and they need to know what to expect going in and working with them. And that's one reason I ask, um, I've been asking that question lately is because again, there's just not a lot out there. I know we used to have all hands meetings when I was in internal audit. And this is like when we were in the office. So we're all sitting around this big round table. Um, and then no joke, the CAE would get a phone call and be like, what? I got to step out a minute. And would you know, come back in whatever, five, 10 minutes later and go, that was the audit committee chair. Um, all right, what's up everybody. And it's like, what happened? Like, could you tell us something, you know, like that, it was a huge mystery to me. So fine. Nope. Secret. Can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no, yeah, I hope that the, the CAEs that are listening or the folks that are interacting with the audit committee and the executives are passing that down to the rest of the folks on their team, um, to the extent they can, but, um, so, okay. So, and we hit on this a little bit. Um, so you've been at this position for a year and a half now, uh, new, new internal audit function. And I think you get on day one, you did the, you talked to the executives and Hey, how are you? This is who I am. Got to know him a little bit. Um, what else? Like if someone's stepping into a CAE role, maybe even for their first time, what should they be doing? Like day one, they start their day at eight o'clock. Cool. Day one, it's eight o'clock. What are we doing? And wow. So you drinking at that point. Um, but no, it's, it's fun. So. It's going to depend on a lot of different things, the size of your organization, the risk profile, the team, the personalities, the culture. There's a million different things that go into it. Um, but generally, day one, for me at least, it came down to developing relationships with all key stakeholders, especially those that you're gonna be working with on a daily or weekly basis. Um, it's getting your arms around what fires are you up against? Um, what are you day one struggling with as an organization? Not necessarily just an audit department, um, if there is one. Uh, but what, what, where are the fires? Um, what resources are currently available to to help put those out? Um, you know, are the are the teams at your organization short staffed? What do they yeah. look like? How what is the reporting structure? Where does everybody report up to? What's the culture like? You got to start figuring all that out. And the easiest way to do it, and the most efficient way, is just to ask. Yep. Uh, and and by doing that, you develop relationships. You build their trust. Um, and as long as you're likable and approachable and you don't come in there thinking, you know, everything on day one, then usually people are pretty, 
willing to share all of that information with you. Um, I think it's important that they want to establish that rapport with you as a new CA and you want to do vice versa. So that was my focus day mm-hmm. one. And then going from there, everything starts to, to really fall into place. You know, you start figuring out, okay, here are the fires. Okay, well, here are the secondary risks that I want to make sure that I get my arms around. And then it's, okay, well, how do I get there? Like, what what, what does my department need to look like? What resources do I need? Do, do I want to use internal? Do I want to hire full-time staff? Do I want to co-source? Do I want to outsource a little bit? To uh, There's a million different ways to go about it, and you have to evaluate all of that. And it's funny, as a CAE, as an internal auditor, you spend almost your whole career not being like told what to do, but you have a path and it's like formalized and you have expectations of, right, I'm auditing X, Y, and Z. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But going in as a first day CAE, there's none of that. There's no structure. You, it's like a, it's like a pick your story type of approach. So you, you go in there and this is one of diagnosed with ADHD for the first time. It's like, Oh my God, only structure's gone. Like I'm going yeah. crazy. Um, but it's really fun. So you, you determine all the risks, you build out your plan, you build out your approach, you determine what resources you're most likely going to need. You try and price all that out to come up with at least an original starting budget. Um, and then you, you know, call up the audit committee again, as, as soon as you can really, um, Hey, look, I've put down some original thoughts. I don't want to wait until, you know, a formal audit committee meeting. Right. You mind taking a look. Yeah. Um, and, and that way, you know, you're not going down the wrong path. Right. And from there you can, st- you can start just executing at that point. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I think that is very helpful advice to aspiring CAEs, CEs moving into new positions. There's a lot of folks moving around right now. So I think that is, I think that's really, really great advice that along with the audit committee piece, I think is going to help. I mean, like seriously, I think it's going to help some people in their careers. Um, navigate all those challenges so so all those questions were basically selfish uh and the ones that i wanted answers to or the ones i felt like listeners wanted the answers to or ones that people have sent me on the side said hey when you get somebody else on like a cae ask them this question um so anyway that was all uh all for me what what do you have what up the stage is yours what do you want to leave the audience with oh man what there's a lot of stuff i want to leave um <laughs> We talked I'll a just, lot. About, I'll just put it on mute and step away. You just go and then they record yeah, yeah. in. Yeah. No, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, new CAEs, right? And and dealing with the audit committee. Um, but I think what I've recently learned and what I've started to do more of, and if you follow me on LinkedIn, you would see this, is I, I've started to be more engaged with the internal audit community as a whole. Super helpful. Um, you know, we tend to, well, I used to just put my head down and get my stuff done and, and march through it. But when you really start seeing what the industry as a whole is doing, going to conferences, going to trainings, webinars, talking to other CAEs or talking to other internal auditors, going to your local IIA chapter events, um, that's where you really find the information. Um, podcasts like this, super helpful. Um, I listen to your podcast all the time when I'm walking the dog, right? Um, but also doing that in person, meeting real life internal auditors and CAEs is, is also highly recommended. I've started to do that a lot more this year um, and it's already, already been beneficial and it's not even March yet. So um, that's what I would also want to leave leave people with. Um, other than that, you know, 80 degrees in Washington, D.C. today. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> um, you can, I mean, kylekeeter.com. I just built that out to, uh, to help put my name out there and personal branding. 
um, as a way to, to just network and continue networking, um, finding mentors, finding mentees. It's just, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.